This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. We are living in a world of lawlessness and spiritual deception, the love of many even growing cold. Recently, Pastor Ray taught on staying stable in unstable times. He encouraged his listeners on what they needed to do to ensure they would continue standing upright and stable, even in life's most unstable moments. In today's powerful two-day series, Recognizing the Signs of the Times, he identifies some of those things causing uncertainty in people's lives and how important it is that the believer recognize them for what they really are, biblical warnings that Jesus is getting ready to return for His church. For many, this will be a life-changing message encouraging them not to be further deceived, but rather pay closer attention to these words of Jesus Himself. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. The signs are there, but are you ready? Because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. People aren't thinking about their neighbor anymore. They're not thinking about how their actions are affecting innocent people. Innocent people's lives have been destroyed by the recklessness and the evilness of other people's actions. That doesn't fix anything. That doesn't help anything. That doesn't cause anything to get better. It only worsens it. But unfortunately, it's a sign of the end of time. It's a sign that Jesus is closer than ever before. It's happening right before And then he gives these words, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. He who endures to the end shall be saved. In other words, you and I have got to fight. Because I don't know, there's like confusion going on. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Squirrely thoughts people are thinking and all kinds of crazy things that are going on. And what I'm concerned about the most is that we're losing, we're losing our grip Amen. on our spiritual walk with God. Amen. And we're losing our grip on the Word of God. Yes. And instead of walking by faith and walking in the things of God, we're walking in the flesh. Amen. Walking in fear and walking in a whole lot of other things that are opposed to the Word of God. Amen. But he who endures... He who sticks with it. He who fights through. He who holds on to the word of God. He who refuses to back up. He who, who refuses to go with the crowd. He who rather goes to the word. Balances all things by the word of God. He who holds on to his prayer life. And his Bible reading. And his fellowship with the saints. Yes. And loving people. Yes. 
and reaching out and helping people instead of hurting people and destroying things, but rather building lives and helping people. That person, those who endure to the end, shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. And the word is being preached all over this world. In Luke's gospel, chapter 21, Luke records another aspect of the end times. And he says, let's go to verse 25, Luke 21, 25. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity. Have you noticed that people are perplexed? That there is such a distress in the world? And the sea and the waves roaring. Now listen to verse 26. Men's hearts failing them from fear. Another sign of the end. That's why, that's why I'm trying to combat, you know, I'm doing a lot of preaching over this whole COVID thing against fear. I'm trying to keep people's faith stimulated and keep it strong because I realize that if you're not careful, even though you're a believer, even though you love the Lord and you know Jesus Christ, you could fall into this because everybody else around you is, is falling from fear, is being gripped by fear, but that doesn't mean you and I should be gripped by that fear. We have the antidote. We have the answer against that fear. So men's hearts, they're failing. Their hearts are failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. They're going to see the Son of Man. Now, do you understand that Jesus is coming back? Here, James says it this way. He says, in James chapter 5 and verse 7 and 8 says, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. You also be patient. Here it is again. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Can I, can I get a better amen than that? And then he says in verse 28, he says, now when, they see the, when, uh, now when these things begin to happen, look up. Amen. Lift up your heads because your redemption draws nigh. We're not supposed to be looking down. We're supposed to be looking up. That's why I say no matter what's going on in the world, things are looking up, man. We're supposed to be looking up because Jesus is about to appear again in this earth and to get us out of this mess and take us back to heaven with him for all eternity. So we're not supposed to be looking down. We're supposed to be looking up. Lift up your heads because your redemption draws nigh. Now Jesus is coming. I said Jesus is coming. I said Jesus is coming. First Thessalonians. We've got to be ready. Are you ready to to receive the Lord. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let me ask you again. Are you ready? Amen. Listen to this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And we'll read, we'll start in verse 13. Uh, let's see. Do we, yeah, let's go to verse 13. He says, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren. This is Paul writing. Concerning those who have fallen asleep. That means those who have died. 
lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. So right there, you know, I often remind people who lose loved ones, we sorrow because we miss them, but we're not to sorrow without hope. We're not supposed to grieve like the world grieves because we know that even though they're not living in this world any longer, they are very much alive in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody in this house. So we can feel grief because grief is a human emotion, but we can't sorrow as the world. So that's another message for another time. But who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, Even so, God will bring with him, Jesus, those who sleep in Jesus. So we know that there is an appearing of the Lord at some point in time. He's coming back and all the signs are pointing to the fact that it's getting closer than ever before. Wait, wait, let let me keep reading. Then I I gotta go to another verse. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. So there's those who are coming with the Lord from heaven. And he said that we're not going to be left here alone. So we're going to be joined together with them. And it says for the Lord himself, I love this verse 16, will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Get ready, get ready, get ready. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. That's what we ought to be doing now. We ought to be comforting one another, each other with these words. All right, listen. Go back to Matthew's Gospel. You get something out of this this morning? Go back to Matthew's Gospel. Now, let's go back to chapter 24 and verse 30. Matthew 24, 30. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven... And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. I say, come, Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come in power and glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. We just read that in Thessalonians. With a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Glory. Amen. Now let's keep going. Verse 36. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. See, see we, can, we, can, we, can, we can kind of feel that we are in the season, but nobody knows the exact day. Let's read. But as in the day of Noah, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, now please pay attention, this is really important. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. What were they doing? They were partying. They're, they're eating and drinking having parties as if 
nothing was going to happen. Noah was preaching. He said, I'm, they were laughing at him. You're building an ark? Rain? What's rain? We haven't heard anything called rain. Noah said, I'm telling you, God's going to flood this earth. Repent. He was a righteous preacher. Turn your heart to God. Let me tell you what. The preachers, the true preachers of God that are, that are living this book and are proclaiming this book and not some sort of political baloney, but proclaiming the gospel of, and calling men to repentance and calling men to Jesus. We're, we're, we're like the Noahs of this day telling people, get ready, get ready, get ready because something, something is going to happen. Jesus is coming. And it's going to be too late if you, if you wait any longer. Is anybody getting anything out of what I'm saying here today? He says, it's going to be just like that when I'm ready to come back. Just like the days of Noah. Marrying, partying, eating, drinking, paying no attention and living life as if nothing's ever going to happen. Living as if we're going to live forever. Living as if there is no God. Living with having raised up other things as gods in our life. With no respect for the Word of God, no respect for the ways of God, no respect for the presence of God, no respect for the people of God. And that's why the preachers are being laughed at. That's why you and I are being laughed at because the world is becoming sicker by the minute. But praise God, the church is rising more glorious than ever. Our days... And the days that are ahead of us are greater than any of the days before us. And it says, for as in the days of Noah, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. God said, get in the ark. There wasn't even a drop of rain. Nobody even knew what rain was. The earth would water itself from beneath. Nothing ever fell from the sky. But God said, get in the ark and lock it up. And when Noah shut that door... The floodgates of heaven opened up and rain poured like they had never seen before in their lives. And I'm going to tell you what, the same experience is going to be experienced by many of the people in this world. They're going to see things they never saw before, never even thought could happen before, because God is going to show himself more glorious than ever. And it said, until the day Noah entered the ark... And they did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. It's going to be the same way. Amen. So have you been, have you been inoculated? Uh, anesthetized? <laughs> by this world? By what's going on in this world? Maybe some of you have become, become participants in this world I don't participate in the things of the world Amen. I don't become I don't give my allegiance to any group Amen. any politicians Amen. I give my allegiance to Jesus Christ Amen. to the word of God now listen to this part so shall be the coming of Jesus. Verse 40. Pay attention. Pay strong attention. Then two men will be in a field. One will be taken and the other left. 
Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. One will be taken and the other left. Are you ready? Are you ready for Jesus? So there are some that are going and there are some that are going to be left behind. I believe that this is a picture of the rapture. Some of you don't know about the rapture, but the rapture is clearly outlined here that we see Jesus coming to take his church out of this earth. And those who are not believers and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ live their lives sloppily, sinfully, arrogantly, selfishly, will be left behind. But those who confess Jesus and have had a true salvation, because to truly be saved means that my heart changes. When you truly have come in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ, you think differently. You're not satisfied with your sinful life. You're not satisfied with the ways of the world. You're not satisfied with ugly language, hurtful deeds and activities. When you're truly saved, your heart has been melted by the very presence and the hand and the touch of God. I want to praise Him now. I want to worship Him. I want to thank Him. I want to do good to others. I want to be a blessing. I I want to root out all the ugly in my life. I'm not a divider, I'm a unifier. I'm not a cursor, I'm a blesser. I want to help people. I want to see people come to know the same Jesus that I know. Where are you? I believe, folks, I hate to say this, but this is just my personal belief. You don't have to believe this. I believe you're going to see a great divide even in the body of Christ. You're going to see a great divide even in the body of Christ. And here, can I just say something else? What I really, I fear for more than anything, I fear for the youth that are coming up in this world. If we're not, if we're not bolder and more committed to prayer and more focused on the things of God, we're going to lose our youth to the world. We're going to lose our, our youth to the world. I'm telling you. Okay. I got to finish because I've been preaching too long. Verse 42. All right. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Look at the warning, warning after warning. Watch, be careful, be sober, be vigilant. Watch, therefore, for you do not know. So, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. See, God, God's not going to tell you the day or the hour because he doesn't want you to just put on a show. Amen. It's amazing to me how people don't want God in their life and then they get sick with some sort of dreaded and they want everybody to pray for them. They don't want to come to church. They don't want to tithe. They don't want to give. They don't want to help. They don't want to participate. They don't want to pray. They don't want to study the Bible for themselves. But when a serious issue comes, pray for me, pray for me. Coward. I just got to, I'm tired of dancing around it, man. I just got to tell it like it is. I mean, let's just be honest. Sure, 
if the thief knew, he would have, oh, well, I better get my act together because he's coming tonight. Let me lock the doors. Let me get ready. And that's how a lot of Christians, you know, a lot of people call themselves Christians. You know, they're like eating and drinking and doing life and not paying any attention. Like Jesus is never going to come or like you're never going to die. Because it's not even about Jesus coming. It's about you dying and going. You can drive out there and get hit by... I'm not believing that, but it happens. Are you ready? All right. So, if, if, the, if the master knew, he would have he done something. And this is Jesus' warning to you and to me. I'll finish right here. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. The Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Let me say it again. The Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So what are we supposed to do in all these things? Well, first of all, I'm not going to be sucked up by the world. I'm not going to be deceived. I'm not going to to eat the bologna. Even though it looks good, sounds good, feels good, I ain't doing it. I'm going to stay true to my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm staying true to the Word of God. I'm not going to run in the circles where there's vengeance and anger and violence and lawlessness because these are the things of the devil. And this is a true sign of things to come that we are experiencing right now. The end is is near. So I leave you with those words. Be ready. I said be ready. I said, be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So, you know what my answer to that is? That we have to live every day ready for the Lord. Ready for either His appearing, His coming, or my going. We've got to clean it up, confess it. Get our act together. When we sin, what are we supposed to do? When we mess up, we fess up. And don't be hoodwinked by this world and all of the organizations and all of the fancy buzz names and words that sound good. Look good, but you better investigate it. I saw some eye-opening things this week. But some of you can't bear it, so I can't, I can't share it. But you better, you better open your eyes, and you better grab hold of your kids. And you better speak the Word of God into their lives. And you better, yeah, because they think they're putting more faith and trust in humans than they are the living God. That's what bugs me the most. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.